So I'm here today to read the introduction of my book, Love Through My Eyes, Sincere. The introduction is titled, Ode to Me. When I was a boy growing up in the harsh streets of Brooklyn, I never imagined a future like the one that is present. Not only would I have imagined it to be like this, but I would never imagine it, it would be because of love. I'm adult enough to laugh while I tell you this story, even when I put the word love in quotation, because I know there is slight humor to what this world understands and projects as love. Sometimes we need a spiritual cleanse, and this is my baptism for you to witness. I know that the all true story must remain deep in my heart and soul. But it is the wake of love lost and the motivations for gaining love back whenever that may be. So many people refuse to tell their story, even to themselves. But as an adult, I have come to realize that my story of pain is your story of pain. Imagine a clean slate, empty room, silence and noise, filled heart, and no judgment. It's okay to smile when I tell you the story of my life. It's okay to cry. It's okay to say, wow, me too. And I'm talking to the men as much as I am talking to the women who accept these tales. I didn't go to school to get a degree on love. I only attended the school of life and attended the classes of love where I failed everyone so far. I'm only trying to add more value to what a lot of people don't really talk about, especially your sons, your boyfriends, your brothers, and your husbands. I paid attention to the value that I have gained from the inner deep reflection taking moments of the hardest heartbreaks and the highest love filled emotions. And I'm ready to share this story. Reflection. No matter the cost, no matter where you hear this story, no matter when I am just asking, connect and reflect. Think hard. Are you the person ruining your relationships? Are you the one seeking mental health support? Are you waking up every day to love harder? Are you too used to committing to yourself so much that you can't give 100% commitment to anyone else? Are you selfish? Are you holding on to love in the past? Are you holding on to hurt? Do you claim to be the way you are when you know it's not really you? Are you pointing fingers at everyone else? I don't know the answers to these questions, but you know I'm right if you question yourself and take no offense. So while you take in my story, be ready, be willing, be open, be honest, and open the door to change. 
I put those last few words together in the introduction to make it clear. It's not just about the book and the lessons that you may learn. It's about you. If you read this book, I want you to understand that I am not pointing fingers because I am guilty of a lot of things that have gotten me to this time into this space. However, as a team, you and I, the people who care most about you, the things that matter most to you, all play a part in your self-reflection. So all I ask is that you think, think deep about yourself and what you're ready to change. You now, you know, this is gonna to apply to everybody. I trying to tell you, sub Tanasia, sub Jade. If you're in here, I'm trying to tell you to stay. It's about to be lit. I'm telling you that the conversation is gonna be really good, so stay tuned. Like as people come in, you see the conversation for tonight is single and stuck. And like I said. Even if you're not single, if you're in a relationship, even if you married, like a lot of things still apply because some things you do when you are single, it still means that you can do it when you are <laughs> when you are in a relationship. All right? These things still apply because you can't practice to get to the big game. But at the same time, you don't <laughs> keep the work up once you're in a relationship. All right. What's up? All right, Taji, I see you. What's up, Jay? Good to see everybody. Like I said, I'm telling you again, as we start, I'm trying to tell you, this is a great conversation, single and stuck, but I'm trying to tell you, even if you're in a relationship, even if you are married, a lot of these things still apply. So once again, we're talking about being single and stuck, but these, this thing is going to be important. How I'm going to start out, I'm doing a little different. So normally, like I, I do research um, online and finding websites and talking to like professionals, psychologists, all that stuff. Right. Um, so but this time, this live, I'm actually going to start out by reading and representing some black authors who write about these type of things. All right. Um, and if you know it, definitely like give me a fist if you heard this stuff. What's up, T? I see you. Um, sorry about that. Oh, my crib. Always doing that. But we going to jump right in. First thing. Do the work, representing my man Hazel. If you don't follow my man Hazel, he represents a lot of different powerful things out in DC. Check him out, Hazel, Hazel. All right, get a t-shirt. I represent for his Prather Foundation. It's proceeds go to his kids that he works with. Definitely shout him out, follow him, get your do the work. And I'm actually representing him today because we talk about this a lot. Like this conversation, like I said, I'm going to keep saying it all night. Just because the conversation is about single and stuck doesn't mean it doesn't apply to someone who's in a relationship or someone who's married. All right. We're going to start off representing this book right here. All About Love by Bell Hooks. She has some powerful things. Um, actually inspired a lot of my writing from my book. And I'm going to read a couple of things from her book, specifically just stuff to like get your mind right. Right. And, and think about how important it is to reflect. Now, I talk about that. Right. 
connect and reflect. So when you hear it, you don't necessarily have to respond, but it's about you connect and reflecting. All right. So I'm going to read from Bell Hook's book real quick. It is far easier to talk about loss than it is to talk about love. Y'all heard that? It's easy to talk about loss more than it is easier to talk about love. It is easier to articulate the pain of love's absence than to describe its presence and the meaning of our lives. Take that for what you need. I'm trying to tell you, that's great information. I'm not even going to dive into it. I'm going to let y'all let that marinate. I'm going to go into another piece from Bell Hooks' book. Males learn to lie. Males learn to lie as a way of obtaining power. And females not only do the same, but they also lie to pretend powerlessness. Y'all heard that. Like I said, <laughs> I'm not going to even dive into this stuff. I'm just representing a black author. Huge thing. If you don't have her book, go get it. All About Love, Bell Hooks. All right? Super deep. Absolutely. Now, of course, a black author, I can't do it if I'm not representing myself. Love Through My Eyes, Sincere. All right? Make sure y'all go get that. It's on the shelf, Amazon. I'm trying to tell you it's good things coming out this book. A whole lot of things. And like I said, I'm taking a lot of stuff that for my life coach um, journey, this stuff means a lot to me, but I'm trying to help people. This is all about self-help, reflection, trying to get you in a good place. And of course, get myself in a good place, right? I wouldn't be a good um, leader of this, this situation on this platform if I didn't believe in my own product, which is me, right? Developing. I'm going to read from my chapter 11 in this book, um, the lesson learned from this chapter. All right, here we go. Hurt and heartbreak can bury humility. I'm going to say that one more time. Hurt and heartbreak can bury humility. True love is humble. I don't think y'all heard me. I'm going to say that again. True love is humble. You have to believe that humility is real. If you don't, you will continue to let your hurt bury your humility and form thoughts and actions that may not really represent who you are as a person. Y'all heard? Now, you can take that hurt and you... you you, you bury it so deep that it starts to overturn your humility. So you start acting out of character, right? Particularly the who the old person who you used to be, how you date with a kind of an open mind or you don't have as many boundaries. It might be just be based on your hurt, right? And your heartbreak. Last part. Everyone deals with a conscience, but not everyone can heal with a conscience. I'm going to say that one more time. Everyone deals with a conscience. But not everyone can heal with a conscience, right? Just because you have you have thought in your mind about like this is how I'm going to handle things. If your hurt is is buried too deep, when you're trying to heal, you're not hearing healing in a way that makes sense. All right, let that voice in your head force you to pause and make better decisions. Again, that's coming straight out of my book, Love Through My Eyes, Sincere. Pick that up now. We're jumping into part of the conversation tonight. I would not be the correct leader on this platform if I didn't actually give the, the shout out to where I got inspired by. So one of my good friends, Taj, if you're still in here, shout out to you. I was able to sit down and hear a sermon um, by Pastor Rich Wilkerson. 
Now, I'm not going to get all preachy and, you know, and the like situations for everybody is different, but I am going to take the, the narrow lens through a life coach and really focus on some of the things that I picked out of that sermon. You heard? All right. So first thing, vision propels purpose. I'm going to say that again. Vision prepares Sorry, propels purpose. All right. If you hear that, show some love, like do something in the comments. You know what I'm saying? Vision propels purpose. OK, whatever you setting up in your mind. It's going to drive you to the person that's released for you. Right. Vision is weak. If you can't, you're not the, the ultimate visionary about what you're trying to achieve in a relationship. How you want to achieve it? Now, let's be clear. I'll give you a specific example. You might actually sit there and put in your vision, you're visualizing a person who's financially stable, maybe even well off. Right. Somebody even who's well off. That's 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 nothing wrong with that. If you visualize and being with somebody who's financially stable, when you meet them, cool. Your vision propels your purpose, though. So if you want to put that into actual fruition, are you financially stable? Right. You can't visualize being with somebody who is financially stable and you're not financially stable. Right. I mean, I'm not saying that you can't, you know, have a couple of struggles. Everybody have a couple of struggles, even with whatever's going on in real life right now. However, are you gaining the purpose by thinking your vision like, yeah, I, I, he got to definitely take care of me or she definitely has to have her money right? Do you have your money right? Right now, another big piece that I took out. Focus on me. If you feel that and you know that that's something that you've been doing. Drop it in the comments. Focus on me. Right. You have to actually dive a little deep about what that actually means. My people like focus on me is not just something where you are excluding yourself from the world and shutting everybody out. That's not the level of focus on me that I'm talking about. Sometimes you do need to take a little time to yourself and that's all right, but it's not shutting out the world, right? Focus on me is like, if you have vision that propels purpose, you know that that vision is out there. Your next part of your vision could be starting your own, starting your own business, right? A lot of people start their own business during this COVID time. Yes, that's what you're supposed to do. I don't mean it's like it has to be everyone, but you that, that's when I say that's what you're supposed to do, that what you're supposed to do. That's what I mean is you are taking the time to focus on you. Period. And like, yeah, comments. Yeah, definitely. Definitely been focused on self-preservation and self-improvement. Absolutely. You got to clap it up for yourself, because at the end of the day, like the bigger your vision is the bigger you got to grow with it. At the end of the day, you focus on me, you like, damn. Yo, like literally, you need to pat yourself on the back. Every person in here, like if you took some time, even during, but like this time, like I said, I'm not going to get preachy, but if you took this time, because God was out here telling the world, sit shut down and focus for a second, everybody, and you took this time to really do more for yourself, you got to pat yourself on the back. It doesn't even mean it, it could even mean if you. Yeah, exactly. Tanaja. Yeah, it's a it's a whole um, you're being working on yourself as a whole skill as a practice. 
It's a practice. That's the that's a key word. Like it doesn't mean it's gonna be perfect. You take the time to like work on yourself. It doesn't mean you won't get it right. It doesn't mean you might have like had your dinner, put your dinner to the side, start writing to yourself, and you get back into writing poetry, or you get back into writing your business plan, or you get back into writing a letter to yourself about your heartbreak and lighting it on fire and throw it in in the track. Like whatever it is to focus on yourself to build yourself up, that is key. This is like the time for being single and stuck. Like there's no way you could come out of a mud of a mud place being stuck if you're not focusing on yourself. Right. So listen, and I know that I'm a still I'm a shout out anybody that's in here that I've had a conversation with. I'm shout out Taji again, but we had great conversations this weekend. And um the next part was specifically something I know like I gotta work on. Y'all say it with me, loud and proud. I can't fix anyone else. I can't fix anyone else. Say it with me. I can't fix anyone else. I got to say it a few times just for my own little bit. So throw it in the comments. Like if you know that, if you know that, great. That's that's like stage one. Hey, Jenna. That's stage one. If you know that you can't fix anybody else, you can literally sit there and say it just like I said it and start there. There's other levels to this ish, but you have to understand that like it means exes. It means your bosses. It means your mom. It means your dad. It means your family. It means your cousins. It means that friend. You can't fix everybody. The only person you really have control over is yourself. So if you take a moment to, to, to really talk through it and you're actually talking around what am I doing to get out of this single and stuck, then, yeah, saying to yourself, I can't fix anyone. Now, don't get me wrong. Like <laughs> I had this conversation. I haven't. I'm telling you, this is a real conversation right like in the last couple of days. You know, let me give y'all an example. You know, you break up with somebody. Could have been like a long-term relationship, could have short-term relationship, depending on how what happens, right? You actually take a moment to talk to yourself and you still, I mean, you still kind of going through some feelings about it and you think to yourself, yo, I, either A, like I, I steady want to curse them out. I want to tell them about themselves. Or Something that the extent conversation you might still have. Maybe you have the same circle of friends. Something comes up. Maybe it's social media or something. And you actually think to yourself, you're like, yo, like, I really want to tell them about themselves. I really want to tell them about themselves. At the end of the day, you have to realize that if they were like that with you, it doesn't mean that they're going to change. Everybody has the opportunity to change. But at the end of the day, like, you can't make them change. You understand what I'm saying? Nobody in here is the star of Baywatch. You don't you don't walk around road slow running trying to save everybody. And definitely the people in your life who were taking and, and disrupting your peace or taking your energy. Tanasia says fixing shouldn't ever be your goal. Facts. Understanding and acceptance. What you can't understand or accept, you have to be willing to walk away from for self-preservation. Listen, you speaking real pastor facts right now. You have to, and then like I think people take for granted like self-preservation 
is actually the end goal of not being able to fix anyone else, right? Because you put all that extra work into other things and there's nothing wrong with pouring love into people. But in a lot of situations, and like I said, it's not necessarily all about love. It could be your family members. But since we're talking about single and stuck, what can keep you stuck is going, trying to go back to your past and fix something that they didn't fix themselves. Stuck. Say it with me. Stuck. The only people that can change themselves is themselves. So if you sit there and you try to go back into your past and try to fix someone else, you are going to be stuck yourself. You are pushing into a line that's going to be pretty much empty handed. Right. Um, I'm going to go into the next major point. Now, this one right here, when I heard it on the sermon, man, <laughs> this one blew me away. Check this. Uh, Pastor Rich Wilkerson said. Be the minority because the majority is overcrowded. I'm going to let that marinate on y'all, right? Be the minority because the majority is overcrowded. Now, I'm going to talk to the ladies for a second. If you feel like you're stuck and you don't get or feel like the attention is on you or in your, your direction often, it doesn't mean that you go ahead and do what everybody else is doing. Right. And I know it doesn't necessarily might be talking to the, the women in the room, but listen, you have a sister. You have a homegirl. You got a cousin and you might be sitting back and watching while I say, like, this is part of like, like I said, this, this conversation is going to get real live. Like it could be part of that. That Black Lives Matter energy. Keep that same energy. If you know your sister out here trick, like you have to be strong enough to say, like, look, man, like. You over here dropping ass on Instagram every day. You only got two followers or four followers and six stalkers in the last week. Right. You can't complain about like the type of men that you are attracting when you putting that type of energy out there. And it goes same thing for men. Right. Like you can't expect to be found by somebody that you're really looking for when you are here looking like everybody else. I'm going to say that again. You can't expect to be found, right, by the person that you're really looking for if you look just like the majority, right? If you're sitting here talking about, I want this type of man and this is the type of man that wants to come around me, but he's and he's on your social media, and he's rolling through, he's flicking through with his thumb and he come across your page and he fly through. He might fly through because he, your pictures or your dancing or your whatever it is look just like the last five posts. Right. It looked just like the last five posts. Right. And I'm a man. I'm going to tell you, like, I'll be on there. I tell my friends, like, like, I've been unfollowing because I'm getting desensitized personally. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that's all men. I'm talking about myself. Like I'm, I'm, I'm getting this sentence. Like if I, as I sit there and I scroll through, and I see this, and I see this, and I see this, and I'm like, damn. I might actually see one of my close friends post a pic, and, and it's a beautiful pic, but because she got all her clothes on, I don't know. It might, it might be desensitized. Or I scroll through, and she's talking too. I might spend only ten seconds on it, and not really, and not think anything, not even like it, and then keep moving, right? 
because you're out there doing exactly what the majority is doing. You can't save everybody. So it's not, don't get me wrong. You can do, everybody's going to do what they want to do. Everybody, a lot of people out here, they grown, they do what they do. Right? However, because be the minority, because the majority is overcrowded. Right? The next part of that was um, purity starts within. Right? So we already talked about like focus on yourself. So the purity starts within. And you got to know your worth. People talk about I know my worth all the time. Okay. I'm glad you know your worth. But at the end of the day, if you're not <laughs> stacking up that worth, right? It doesn't mean anything. Let me explain something to you. Uh, like chocolate in the store has worth. Does that make sense? Right? A Lamborghini has worth. Okay, not everybody can get a Lamborghini though. A lot of people can get that chocolate from the store. Y'all feel me on that? You could everybody has worth. It's the level of worth that you're talking about. Right? I know my worth. I know how this. Okay. And remember, going back to the point about focusing on me, if you know you focus on yourself, how are you upgrading that worth? How are you upgrading that worth? Are you pushing in a place where you could definitely get um, like the reciprocal of what you're asking for, right? And think about it. And it's like I said, like say you get the chocolate that the chocolate that's in the store could be five dollars. There's a lot of different dudes that come in the store. Now the dude to come with, he could come with coins, <laughs> dollar bills, and and still purchase it, right? Or the dude that come in with hundred dollar bill and cracker, hundred dollar bill and the coins doesn't necessarily make them worth you. It's something about them and their worth, right? If they're able to meet you where they're supposed to be with that worth, right? Because there's nothing to say. That dude with the coins might be actually better for you. The dude with the $100 bill might be not better for you, right? He might be more obsessed with what the majority is looking like. He just won't think he could buy you for what, what it is and keep his change. You feel me? When the dude who's spending his, all, his, all, his, all his little coins and dollars to get you tells you that he's willing to risk it all just for you. Right? But you got to know your worth what's important so that everybody else knows it's important. All right? Now, again, it still applies to men and women. The next big point was quit lowering your values and standards and conforming to the standards of the world. Now, it does have like a real religious take, but I'm going to tell you, like, I think... People go on too often settling, right? And that's where you single and stuck, where you feel like, man, like <laughs> nothing might be going through the rotating door recently. And maybe the first thing that got a little shine on it, you jump on it. And then everything that glitter ain't gold, right? Y'all feel me on that. Everything that glitters is not gold. So you have to spend time thinking about like, all right, if I'm putting in the effort, to what I really want, then I have to be clear about my standards, be super clear about my standards. I know that at the end of the day, I'm going to push myself to keep my standards where they are. Period. You have to keep this. If you keep your standards where you are, hold to it. And I'm not saying like I, what I'm saying is like there's a whole bunch of levels to it being um, you holding your standards where you are. 
Like I said, this applies to whether you're in a relationship or not. But since we are talking about single and stuck, you can't be mad if you're stuck if you keep lowering your standards. Damn, he was cool, but damn, she was pretty, but damn, it was all right, but how many times you drop a butt after somebody and it turned out to be nothing? And it might even be because you're not explaining to yourself, like, hold up, wait a minute. I completely lower my standards. If I'm aiming high, I got to get high. Now, don't get me wrong. Some people feel like you can aim too high, too. Right. Going back to the original, original uh, uh, scenario I talked about, like you cannot put a vision to propel your purpose if you are thinking about somebody who's financially stable and you're not financially stable. It doesn't make sense. Right. You can't say to yourself like and I'm and it's keeping it real with y'all like you can't say. Um, I'm never going to mess with somebody who has kids. Never. Okay. I mean, that's everybody has a choice. It could be something particular about that. You could be particularly blocking your blessings. You don't know. Right. I might even take it a, a, a whole step further and say like, you know, <laughs> saying tall, dark and handsome. Tall, dark, and handsome sounds real good. <laughs> but <laughs> at the end of the day, you might want to find somebody who's loyal, loving, and treats you right. Let's start with that first. You know what I'm saying? I want somebody tall. You got to be tall. Like, show she got to be slim. She got to be light-skinned. She got to have a fatty. How about loyal, loving, responsible, independent, right? The values that matter. You understand what I'm saying? Now, we're going to jump into another big point. All right. Um, this is kind of collected to like you being found when you single and stuck and you're thinking about like what the work has to go in to 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 actually find someone or be found. All right. Here's what here's one of the big points. You're hidden, but you were designed to be discovered. I'm talking specifically to the women. You may feel like nobody's out there or you haven't found nobody, but you were designed to be discovered. Make these Negroes work. Me included. Shit. Like, make these men work. It is in our DNA to, to be, not I want to say predator, but to be out there and seek. So make them work. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying you have to go over the top, but there's nothing wrong with making men work. At the end of the day, they have to be able to see that it's a challenge and be able to step up their game. And if they're not meeting you where you need to be met at the minimum, call them on it. I'm not saying walk away right away, but call them on it. I actually, you know what? Uh, yo, I actually enjoy um, FaceTime. I enjoy like face-to-face -face conversations. I know what's going on and everything, but I like to see your face when I talk to you. Okay, cool. And if he don't do that, then you got decisions to make. I'm not telling anybody else what to do, but you got decisions to make. Okay. Um, this is another thing that was important about it being discovered, right? Kind of going back to the other thing about not being the majority. You trying to, you, if you're really trying to find something exclusive, you can't be like the majority. 
right? You are, as demand decreases, supply increases. Now, all these chicks out here, and I'm not throwing nobody on the bus, but hey, right? If you're out there and you on social media, because my I keep reply, like referring to social media in particular is because it's one it's it's one of the biggest platforms of changing mind and perspective, right? Media is what it does. So the the demand is decreased. The demand to like not see a woman half naked is down. We lost it. <laughs> like <laughs> I can't tell you, like, if a dude, if a dude's on social media and, and, and following, I'm just talking about even myself, like, my, my, my sensitivity to the demand is like, you know, something that I can get easy access. Right? It's easy access for me. If I, if, if I know that, then, you know, in most cases, and this is like kind of talking to the men too, they have to actually go into a space and go into their mind and say, yo, like, damn, like, I know I got easy access, but I have to train my mind to something that is a challenge and that's okay, right? Because everything is coming easy. The Tanasia says, too many hungry hearts and compromising standards. You're absolutely right. Too many hungry hearts, like out here just trying to get what they want, right? And compromising the things that they really should be staying, like sticking to, right? Um, Like, Think about it, though. And I said, again, media in general, every time these things are projected on media is messing with our minds and it's, it's messing with our minds so much that it blinds you in the crowd. So if you look like everything else that's on media or even your page, like you, look, you just go take a minute and slide down your own page. Take a minute and slide down your own page, men or women. Right. I'm not saying everything got to be thotty. It's not about that, but it's about like. This is the one chance that when somebody who absolutely doesn't know you makes a judgment, it is what it is. Now, as a man, like I said, if I go there and I see you or I, I, I see your act or somebody's on there shouting you out and I just hit your page, I, I, I'm already making about 99 different types of judgments just going on your page. And the same thing with men, right? Everything you are, what you post is a lot of things. You could say like, oh, it doesn't represent me. I put a lot of different things on there. It could be, I don't know. I say that all the time too. But at the end of the day, people are going to make their judgments. Now, if it turned about like, is it something that somebody could connect to? Are you putting something out there that's worth something? Right? There's a lot of people who put their business on there. Yeah. You know, a dude who's business savvy, who's kind of into like his own entrepreneurship. He sees 